If you're looking to save some money on your wireless plan, take a look at Visible Wireless. They're a transparent wireless carrier with nothing to hide. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible where you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. One-line wireless, just 25 bucks a month with taxes and fees included. That's unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Switch now at Visible.com. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but you can judge a company by its name. Like Visible, the wireless company making wireless visible. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. This is Steve Downs, the voice of Master Chief, Sierra 117, and you're listening to Podcast Unlocked, the world's number one Xbox podcast. Now, finish this fight. Master Chief, out. What's happening, friends? Welcome to Podcast Unlocked. It's IGN's weekly Xbox show, episode 595. That, my friends, is a palindrome. I'm Ryan McCaffrey, joined, as always, to my left in San Francisco studio here by Stella Chung. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. I finally, so I did the Xbox stream yesterday, yes. and I uh, got Playing TV. Jedi Survivor. Yes. How'd it go? I got about three hours in, and oh my goodness. It's it so good, right? Gorgeous. So, you'd, so you'd hadn't played the game at all? You'd waited? No, yeah, I yeah. waited, which is good, because the patches made it playable. So I, I played it on PC, but I used a controller and everything. Yeah. Um, playing on Grandmaster, beat the first boss, which was kind of a pain in the ass. But um, <laughs> yeah, that game is gorgeous. You get to your it first really is. real planet, you're like, oh my god, what? So I'm, I'm very happy, and I have that whole adventure to, um, ahead of me. I'm glad you had fun with it. I am a little more than halfway through oh. to the best of my knowledge okay uh and it's i'm just like this one of those games where i'm i'm just savoring it like yeah. i know at some point it's going to be done and over and i'm going to just move on to the next thing <laughs> i mean it's going to be diablo 4 spoiler alert uh so i need to get it done before june 1st but uh in the meantime yeah it's just you know that good feeling when you just know you're in the middle of a game that is awesome, that you're having yes. a great time with, and you're like, you just don't want to think about it being over. And you're just So every night I've been chipping away at it a little bit and just having such a great game is so good. I mean, it's it's basically evolved into the spiritual successor for for Jedi Knight, uh, which is oh, you may not have played back, in, back in the yet. day, uh, but... Jedi Knight was kind of the first game to really make wielding a lightsaber fun and interesting yeah. and force powers and uh Destin are you <laughs> Destin Legary, hi, number one. Hello. Hey. <laughs> number two, are you playing Jedi Survivor? I played a little it? bit of it, but this game came out called Zelda and it really <laughs> has its hooks in me. Yeah. I I really like yeah. Tears of the Kingdom like a yeah. lot. It's 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 a special game. It really a is. game of the year contender for me and in, in in my opinion, I don't know how any game competes with it for my game of the year vote. Like yeah, it's that good. It's, it, it, it just does something unique and new and interesting with the, with Zelda and uh yeah. But Star Wars is also really good. Yeah, it is only May, but yeah, totally yeah. fair. Uh, you know, I'm I I I got Zelda, and I was like, okay, I I re I want to get through Jedi Survivor. I know yeah. Diablo Four is coming up, but I I have to like just play a little Zelda <laughs> just so I can not be completely left out of the conversation. And yeah, I can see I can see where the love comes from, certainly. Uh, but then I just like, all right, I gotta, no, I gotta finish Jedi yeah. Survivor, or else I'm yeah. never gonna come back to it. So yeah, I, I think Jedi. I would be sh very surprised if Jedi Survivor isn't one of IGN's ten Game of the Year nominees oh, at the end of the be. year. It better be. I mean, we're we're expecting a lot of awesome games in the, this year. We've already gotten a number of them. Yeah. Well, we also thought yeah. Redfall was gonna be good. So. <laughs> 
Yeah. Well, I mean, we've had plenty. Of, I mean, Resident Evil 4 Remake oh, got a 10 was, from oh IGN. I mean, hi, lots hi, of good stuff this year. Hi-Fi Rush is going to get some consideration oh, at yeah. the very least. We'll see if it cracks the, the final 10 on the IGN list come December. Oh, um, but yeah, it's, yeah. We, we've been already, whatever console you're playing on, we've been enjoying an awesome <laughs> year Wars, so far. Um, Zelda, Diablo, Final Fantasy, Starfield. <laughs> well, the, the, a lot of those aren't out yet. We'll see how those turn I, out. I'm just saying, like, but this yes. year, Hype there's factor. already what we've got, and then what's coming. It's going to be a stacked year for games, it looks like. Yes, I and I, I can't wait to see what all ends up coming out. I mean, there's stuff like, like that I'm personally excited for, like Alan Wake 2. Is that going to land sometime this year? Like, hopefully... Because that's, I mean, I've I adore Alan Wake yeah. from the original Xbox 360 release of it, and um, Destiny. You say yeah. Di- you say Diablo's not out yet, but we played it like five times. Well, so. right. Okay, yes, yeah. and that's Act Act One. So, but the thing is, yeah, every every fiber of my like gamer being and my you know games media professional being says Diablo Four has a very good chance to be a ten. That is what is what my my gut tells me, but Diablo three, which yeah, I mean had it had its own problems, but like Act four, heaven, the heaven act in Diablo three was bad. Like it was, it, you got to that and you were clearly like, oh, they had to just like finish the game. Yeah. So they just so we don't know how the rest of Diablo four will be, but yes, having played Act one multiple times already, it is it definitely. It, it's it's got a shot, I think, to be uh, to be as good as anything this year, and which will, if it is, will make me extraordinarily happy. All right, uh, making Microsoft happy this week is some good news on the Activision Blizzard acquisition front. The European Commission, which is separate from this, the UK's CMA, has weighed in and approved the deal. This approval brings Microsoft's historic deal one step closer to completion. The European Commission announced on its website that it has approved the proposed acquisition under the EU merger regulation. The European Commission reached similar conclusions as the CMA that the deal would not harm the console market but could harm cloud gaming, but was satisfied with Microsoft's proposed remedies for these concerns. Microsoft's solutions appeared so effective to the EC that it now expects the deal will bring, quote, significant improvement to the cloud gaming market, a stark difference to the CMA's conclusion that saw it block the deal last month. Quote, the commitments offered by Microsoft fully address the competition concerns identified by the commission and represent a significant improvement for cloud gaming as compared to the current situation, was the statement from the European Commission. Now, before I go to our resident Activision Blizzard deal correspondent, Destin Legary, reporting out of the Los Angeles area. It does look like a reporter's desk. Well, he is. This is good. No, yeah, this is, this is perfect. This. Uh, we have to, uh, the, the next piece of this. Wear my brightest shirt. <laughs> the next, you just need a tie and you're all set. Yeah. The next piece of this is the CMA's response to the European Commission. They, the CMA, doubled down on their Uh, no-go stance, saying, quote, the UK, US, and European competition authorities were unanimous that this merger would harm competition in cloud gaming. The CMA concluded that cloud gaming needs to continue as a free competitive market to drive innovation and choice in this rapidly evolving sector. Microsoft's proposals accepted by the European Commission would allow Microsoft to set the terms and conditions for this market for the next 10 years. They would replace a free, open, and competitive market with one subject to ongoing regulation of the games Microsoft sells, the platforms to which it sells them, and the conditions of sale. And the UK's regulatory body concluded that, quote, it stands by its decision while acknowledging with maybe a little shade right here that the European Commission was, quote, entitled to take a different view. Destin Legary, you've been following this story closer than anyone at IGN. You, unlike me, have uh, been able to resist the urge to just slam your head on the nearest desk or wall every time. It's interesting. This comes up. Yeah. So talk to me about your thoughts on this, because uh, this is a, a significant 
milestone in this long deal here, this, this long story, but obviously we're not done yet. Reading the EU's statement and their documentation about their analysis of the merger, they got it right. Just like everybody else got it right, except for the CMA. The FTC wouldn't even talk to Microsoft. They just said, no, we're blocking. Right. We're, and, so they the never heard any arguments or anything. They didn't even talk to Brad Smith when he went into the office. They were just like, nope, we're blocking. So that never went anywhere. Brazil approved, everywhere else approved. It's like 36 countries or something now. It's, it's, it's a big number of approvals. Yeah. The CMA, they are going to go through the appeal process, Microsoft and Activision will be, and they've actually hired the Queen's former attorney to appeal the case. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just got Mrs. I'll Doubt. see you in court. <laughs> the Mrs. Doubtfire flashback. Yeah. <laughs> That's all that was. It wasn't the Queen. So that was just Robin Williams' Mrs. <laughs> Doubtfire voice. Yeah. Uh, I see. It's fine. Let's move on. I see, I see you also have Nadella's comment, which I'll save for later, but yeah, that's I was gonna a get to very that in a important Go ahead. note. Continue. Um, the EU actually responded again, calling out the CMA for once again getting their math wrong on the cloud gaming market because they're including all Game Pass subscribers as cloud gaming users when only a very small percentage of Xbox Game Pass subscribers use the cloud gaming service. So um, that's why Vestager, the head of the EU, said we just came to a different conclusion. They did agree that there is a competition concern in cloud gaming but basically microsoft is willing to give away a free license to their games if you purchase them in the cloud so if you pay 70 dollars for call of duty on the cloud sure you can play it on the cloud they don't care you know um it's really interesting and that's for anybody who has a cloud gaming subscription type service anyone uh i don't see the issue that the cma sees personally um, they're the only place that has blocked it thus far that had been sitting down with Microsoft and discussing right. with them. Brazil had a ton of documentation. They were one of the first places like a year ago that approved it without concessions. Japan approved it. And Japan had the same documentation that the, the CMA had who blocked and they didn't see a concern. So it, it's very interesting. And... I'm very excited for you to talk about what Satya Nadella said. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that momentarily. <laughs> yeah. um, the, before I go to Stella, the, Destin, you mentioned Brazil and Japan. Yeah. Now, the, a cynic, or maybe, a, I don't know if, if cynic's quite the right word, but we'll just, I'll just go with it. You could say, well, Japan probably doesn't care because the Xbox is a, is a non-factor there. But Brazil, on the total opposite end of the spectrum the people like the xbox is big down there and maybe mm -hmm. you know do you does that weigh into these regulatory bodies at all if they actually bother to take the pulse of the people that they uh are appointed or elected to represent um am, am i reading too much into that do you think in, in terms of the, the approvals in those other key markets Maybe you'd you'd have something there if every other place hasn't also approved it, yeah, without concessions because it was yeah it was a devil's advocate question. You're giving the correct answer right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel like the the CMA admitted they got their math wrong on the console market, and now they're being called up for getting their math wrong on the cloud gaming market. There is a concern there, but is it concern enough to block when the tribunal sees that the EU has approved the deal and that all those players are going to have access without any sort of restriction, the EU is going to be really, really happy. And the CMA is going to be like, we're sending a message to the world that we're closed for business. And actually the CMA was just on the stand uh, being grilled about this merger and how they came to this conclusion versus the EU who approved it. And they're like, so how do businesses even come here if you're not going to allow these mergers to happen in our, in our jurisdiction? And, and we will come right back to that point about doing business in the UK and whether or not that's a viable thing in just a moment. But first, I want to get Stella's thoughts here 
on this latest plot twist. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I did write up on this, uh, on the fix, I think on Monday. That's when it dropped, right? Uh, it's been a long yeah. week already. <laughs> two days ago. All right. Yeah. So yeah, I wrote that. Um, yeah. A 10-year licensing agreement for consumers in the European economy economic area this commitment guarantees that activision blizzard games will not be locked to game pass or the xbox cloud gaming platform instead the cloud streaming service will be permitted a free license to provide these games to eea users on their platform and they can stream all current and future activision blizzard games they own a license for on any cloud gaming service of their choice so destin was talking about this but that's huge yeah like if i free yeah, if I were the yeah. teammate, I'd be like, you know what? This is like an even better deal than I ever thought that they would offer. This is amazing. But I don't know. For me, I, I'm not as into this discussion as you or Dustin are. I don't have as much knowledge as Dustin does. But I'm just like, this doesn't make sense to me. Why are they blocking this so hard? They went from, okay, th this would be good for the console market. But now they're saying, oh, no, 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 no sorry. We, we went the cloud gaming market. And I'm like, right. well, well, why are you not seeing, what are you not seeing like what what is the what is the displacement here so yeah these are also guys by the way that uh in the form of the cma that i didn't we didn't end up doing this story on podcast unlocked when it broke we'd run at a time but the cma had said uh oh well call of duty can't run on a switch anyway and it's like well who the hell appointed you professional game developers you don't know anything yeah. so that was another little sort of weird footnote for the CMA. Uh, all right, Destin. One more question before we we get to Satya Nadella's comment that you've you've been teeing up here because it is a really interesting comment from the CEO of Microsoft. But oh yeah, Destin, do you think that the CMA is just trying to leverage? Uh, do you think they're trying to get as many concessions like that they ultimately intend to approve this? But, but are trying to get as many concessions uh, out of it from Microsoft so as to, in their view, see, seem as though they're, they're serving the people of the UK as best they can. No. And I say that because their denial, the, the odds of an appeal going through in Microsoft's favor are incredibly slim and rare this has to go to the tribunal and the tribunal has to have enough evidence to overturn their own division these are very rare and very difficult cases that like often um get denied so i i think in their mind they made they they the cma thinks that they made the right call and um they're getting grilled for it yeah. Not just by other businesses. Grilling. Well, <laughs> other businesses are grilling them. Their own government's grilling them. Nobody understands it. Like, it's a, such a small sliver of the market. The concessions were okay for the EU now. You know, so this EU thing is putting a lot of pressure on them to explain their position here. Because yeah. there's no issue with the areas where... Microsoft is the strongest being the console and you know PC markets. There's no issues with any of that. This is about cloud gaming, something that has a very small market share. It is growing, but we don't know what's going to happen with it in five, 10 years. And um, yeah, so, so like to answer your question, no, I, I think the CMA believes the cloud gaming angle. I don't think this is an, an angling to get more concessions. Um, because they're going to look really, really bad if this does get turned over. Yeah, you make a good point that that the European Commission specifically uh, puts some pressure on the CMA, public or otherwise, in the sense that that's their that's their neighbors. You know, you you got you got the right across the water. It's like they're all saying this is we're good with this, uh, and now the CMA is literally on an island going uh no and uh we're totally right you guys you'll see so yeah the appeal process will be interesting now uh microsoft ceo satya nadella was interviewed this past week and was asked if there is a possible scenario where microsoft just doesn't sell certain products in the uk and his response now remembering that not certain products, all Activision Blizzard games. 
Right, which is certain products yeah. in their portfolio. So yes, yeah. uh, everything Activision yeah. Blizzard. Just to be clear. Sorry. Yeah, thank you. And he said, uh, with the caveat, you've got to remember, like, as, as honest as we like that Phil Spencer is, the CEO of any company is generally very careful about their words. Phil is too, but there's it's even more of a of a calculated response to any question when you're the ceo of a trillion dollar company as satya Nadella is and in response to that of whether or not microsoft just pulls out just doesn't sell micro uh, activision blizzard games in the uk satya Nadella said quote let's wait for it all to play out which is a <laughs> really really interesting uh door that's being left open here destin yeah, uh, you highlighted here in the in the show notes that they're just talking about Activision Blizzard games. It's bigger than that. Microsoft could pull out all of Microsoft, and that has you know security implications, and um, you know they could just stop updating Windows. They could do whatever they want. They're a business. It's like, oh, you don't want us here? All right, we'll pack up our bags and leave. And it depends on how hard they want to play ball, right? That's, I mean, that's the nuclear option, Stella. I mean, that's a pretty extreme one. <laughs> it, you know, my, Microsoft has uh, been fighting for market share, fighting to grow the Xbox business. Is this deal worth pulling the Xbox, potentially some or all of the Xbox business out of the UK entirely? No longer selling consoles there. No longer selling games there. Now, I don't know what the digital piece of that would look like if you could still just go ahead and download games or how that would work. But but even just the idea of that yeah. sounds insane. And I'm not, I say that with no judgment. Just it's like the magnitude of that is wild to comprehend. Yeah, it's pretty serious. I mean, yeah, that, that way that, the way that you read the quote, it's very ominous, right? Like, <laughs> I mean, I, you know, those are, that's, that's me reading it, not him, but he, he, he was, you know, that's if you watch the clip, it. I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah, no, that's, he didn't say it like, let's wait for it all to play out. <laughs> it wasn't quite like that, but it also wasn't, it may as well he said it like, with a smirk. I mean, honestly, <laughs> I don't know. That's a, that's a big play though. Like they can do it. I don't know if it would be smart to you, but they can. It, it certainly would not be a great look for Microsoft, especially with all of the discussions around Xbox right now. Yeah. Oh, Sony would probably have a field day. Oh, yeah, that, absolutely. Right? <laughs> like, <laughs> the, the little war they had going on where, where they, each of them were playing like, oh, we're just small right. businesses. It's Competing like, to see who, yeah. can, who can have like the smallest penis, right? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. like, well, no, it's, look, we're nothing. It's yeah, yeah. Fine. But then Sony would be like, oh, well, we would <laughs> never, you know. So there, it, that would just fuel the war even more, I think. Oh, uh, Destin. I, I think I think still I think you're right and I think Stella's right. I think I think they go the initial route and they potentially pull Activision Blizzard games out of the UK or just I, I think they have to like do something unique where those games just aren't on Game Pass but they are everywhere mm -hmm. else in the world. I, I'm not clear on their options there, but uh people smarter than me have talked about what they could do in regards to the Activision portfolio in just that one territory and think about it, how much would they lose on activision games in that jurisdiction i don't know how well they sell there but if you're making six billion you got to sacrifice one billion you're still making six billion dollars sounds like you're making five billion dollars well if you're making sorry if you're making seven billion <laughs> you sacrifice one billion you're I thought still he making, said, did he say yeah, six and one yeah. I, maybe i misheard i was thinking six everywhere else <laughs> and then one one billion in just the uk you know Whatever. Math is, you know, we went to math journalism hard. school and communications, <laughs> and yeah. we're not mathematicians here. Um, yeah, I mean, Destin, is that like, is that worth not only the, the as you mentioned, just the actual like, the trade off of of sacrificing business there, but also the the sort of PR hit, the the, the you know, the damage to the reputation to the brand you're gonna upset like nah not it, worth i don't think no i don't think it's a pr hit 
at all. You don't think so? I, you don't think? I think a it's, gamer I think in... it's a it's a PR hit for the CMA because what? what Microsoft will do is like your government said you can't have games here. Yeah. Write to your parliament or whatever they have over there and say we want Call of Duty back. So their constituents, or again, whatever it's called in the in the UK, will be mad as heck because they just took their games away. So I agree with you that of course the 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 anger, the frustration would be from customers should be directed at the CMA in that case. But the reality is. For every one of us who's like a core gamer following this stuff all the time, there are 20 other gamers who don't follow this stuff and just suddenly like Call of Duty comes out and they just can't get it. And they're, they're going to be mad at Microsoft, yeah. whether that's fair or not. I don't think so. Oh, I think so. I think so too. I think yeah. so. That, no, we forget why? about the. Base. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not blaming Microsoft here. I'm no, just saying that we're, is. We're forgetting about the core, very casual audience. Where, like, you know, a lot of people just like, oh, new game came out. Like, let me buy this for my kid or whatever, right? Like, or maybe they're just like, oh, I haven't played in a while. Let's let's get this game. It's like, oh, I can't get it anymore. What happened? Why? Yeah. Like, oh, Xbox doesn't sell it on, on there anymore. Or even if it doesn't go that extreme, even if it's like Desmond was saying, maybe it's just this stuff's not on Game Pass. There. Yeah. If you, you know, if you have Game Pass because you've heard from your friends online, you, yeah. whatever, that, oh, yeah, okay, well, my, oh, yeah, Microsoft, uh, they bought those. I read about that in the Wall Street Journal or whatever the UK equivalent of the Wall Street Journal is, um, sort of the financial, financial paper. Uh, and then you, you, you have your Game Pass sub and you're, you're looking for Call of Duty on there in November. Like, well, wait, where's Call of Duty? And then find out it's not on there. Like, well, wait, now I got to pay 70 bucks for this? Now, some people might be like, okay, I guess. But other people are going to feel like, well, wait a minute. Why? This is why I have this Game Pass thing. So, I, again, it's, it may be unjustified, but I think Microsoft's going to get a lot of frustration directed their own way from their customers in the UK on this. I would see that only because people would be like, I wish you didn't buy Activision so I could still have my game. But Microsoft's argument is going to be like, we want to give you your game. Your government told us we're not allowed to. You yeah, know, the and they, they're, all, they're already running advertisements in the in the subways and everywhere else over there. So, like, you see this everywhere. And uh, yeah. some of our friends who are over there have even said, yeah, Microsoft's doing a huge advertising blitz in, in our areas so that people know what's going on with this. So I think it'll be fresh in people's mind. They could run commercials on television. They could run ads online, write to your congressman. Uh, Dish Network just did this. And they do this in the US, they did it in the UK when the government stepped in and pulled their things. You just see these ads all the time and they're like, hey, we wanna give you this service, but we can't because the government said no. Here's where you, here's how you can help this along or help this happen yeah so microsoft would definitely do some pr damage control in terms of advertisements yeah i think that that would be that would be key for them to to spend if they need to spend on getting that message out that like hey this is this is the cma's fault this isn't our fault um so you know go take it up with them although at that point like you said destin so the where, where where do you think this is going to go in the end? Because you know, I know we've been asking that all along. We've been kind of giving our our best guesses and and hypotheses as to what's going to happen here. But now we're at the point where, as you said, we have a lot of approvals from a lot of different territories. We have this. We have the from this this latest one, the European Commission. We have the CMA has blocked it. Microsoft will appeal. We have uh, the FTC is go is. Uh, being sued by no the ftc sued microsoft correct not the other way around i believe so mm -hmm. it goes yeah. to trial in august anyway yeah so what do you think is the most likely outcome now destin now that we're down to we're down to just two holdouts but they're really significant holdouts deal goes through i i stand firm that this deal gets done it's very clear that satya wants it that Microsoft wants this to happen. They're about to hit their $3 billion deadline. 
Microsoft wants this. Activision wants this. They get this deal done. They have a trillion dollars. Like, they're going to figure out a way to do it. And there are other things that they can do in the UK. Like, I, like there's a business thing where they can do where they build, a, like, some sort of independent thing, I believe, that would be an option for them. I, I think there's other outs for them, even if the deal gets blocked by the by the CMA and the FTC. Um, if it gets approved everywhere else, they don't have to wait for the FTC trial to happen. They could They could finish the deal without the FTC's approval. They actually don't need it. So it would still be pending a, a trial, but th they can push it through regardless. So, yeah, I think they get the deal done. How about you, Stella? Now that we know what we know thus far, where do you think we're headed here? Well, okay. So who all needs to approve this in order for this to actually happen? The big ones are the CMA, the EU, right. and the FTC. The FTC is sued to block, yeah. and their case is very, very weak to the point that they're making up terminology and it's being heard in august you've destined yeah told us. Mm -hmm. it's it's being heard in I, august so there's a lot of say. subpoenas and yeah. a lot of details the eu's approved it everywhere else has approved it without concessions which means they don't care if they make all the games exclusive even though microsoft has promised that they won't so this week's podcast unlocked is brought to you by nord vpn hey if you're watching a lot of sports like me and you hate blackouts NordVPN is a great way to go. You can use NordVPN, a virtual private network, to watch live sporting events, TV shows, films that aren't available in your region by switching your virtual location to a country that is showing that event. No more blackouts. It's also good for plenty of other stuff like protecting your private data, your bank details, your passwords, your online identity. You can protect your data while you're traveling and using public Wi-Fi. NordVPN protects you wherever you are in the world. NordVPN threat protection also protects you from viruses, malware, and phishing sites. NordVPN is also the fastest VPN in the world. No buffering or lagging while you're streaming, and it will stop your ISP bandwidth throttling. NordVPN is the price of a cup of coffee a month, so that is a super affordable, great way to go. To get the best discount off of your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com slash unlocked without the E. That's nordvpn.com slash U-N-L-O-C-K-D. And that'll give you four extra months on the two-year plan. And best of all, there's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. NordVPN.com slash unlocked without the E. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Yeah, I mean, once all that, it might take a while. Like, just getting the appeal could take, like, two years. So I feel like maybe it'll get time. The FTC will be like, yeah, I guess. It's been two years, whatever. Like, I'm, I'm tired of taking this fight. Maybe it goes through. I'm, like, 70% into saying, yes, it's going to go through. Uh, but right now, it's just, I don't know. There's just so much. It keeps going back and forth. We're just like, oh, they got approval, but also still the CMA is saying no. So right now, I'm like 70% on the it gets approved. I And I have no... I, Destin's pretty confident. You're reasonably confident. I just... I'm at the point where I still I still don't know what to think. I honestly don't. It's yeah. um, because I just really... If I'm trying to put myself in the shoes of of a of a gamer in the uk and i just really really don't like the idea of of microsoft not offering on some level whether it's entirely or just on game pass i just really don't like the idea of of restrictions on activision blizzard games if i'm a if i'm a uk gamer a mm -hmm. uh, uk xbox gamer so that that part of it i can't reconcile yet so i don't know i don't know where this is going to go you know the, the ftc situation so i guess august is going to be the time for that 
Um, if the FTC loses its lawsuit, then I feel like it'll be inevitable. I think it, that that'll, that would be a big enough domino where this will happen, even if it means there are restrictions that need to happen in on in the uk but if it if the ftc wins its lawsuit then i i don't know if we're just back to this isn't going to happen or what i know destin you were saying that microsoft could forge ahead with it but if the ftc sues and wins that sounds like it's it's blocked uh it will be blocked in the uk i don't know what their recourse is if they lose the appeal i mean i'm talking um, about the ftc and yeah. in, in this moment Oh, if the FTC, the FTC sues and wins yeah, in the U.S. here, I have no idea what their recourse is if right. they lose to the FTC. But the judge has already asked if the FTC has discussed um, proposals with Microsoft, to which the FTC said no. <laughs> Largely, they were waiting to see what happened with the CMA in the the UK, and. I thought they would settle. There is still an mm -hmm. option for the FTC and Microsoft to settle. And then politically, the FTC gets a big win. Oh, look, we made big tech yeah. bend the knee. Yep. You know, it's like what Michael Pactor has said. Right. And that looks good for them. It looks like, oh, they're really putting the screws to, to big tech in the US at a time when we're about to go into a recession, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we'll see. But this is this is a a notable uh, checkpoint in this long and ongoing process. The European Commission says, "Thumbs up. We are signing off on this." Uh, next up, so there's a little leftover I couldn't get to last week, but it's too good to pass up for now. And that is, Starfield got its ESRB rating, <laughs> and it's it's the it's Sorry, it's what's in that ESRB rating that's just. <laughs> You know, it'll it'll should put a smile on your face. So the ESRB, which of course Rick gives parental ratings to all video games, Starfield's getting an M for mature, for quote blood, strong language, suggestive themes, use of drugs and violence. Okay, we've uh, kind of used to that in a lot of big games, but there are <laughs> there's some details within this where they break down why. They, they, you know, the specific reasons that they have attributed the M rating. It confirms Starf the, the ESRB rating confirms uh, that Starfield's, quote, an open world role playing game in which players assume the role of a minor, not M I N O R, not a child, a minor, someone that actually goes into, uh, into the ground and mm -hmm. extracts valuable resources <laughs> tasked with finding artifacts across the galaxy the next bit of text describes some more standard features including that starfield allows for first and third person perspectives which we have become accustomed to from todd howard's games and that it will feature character interactions quests futuristic guns lasers axes and explosives among other things the ESRB's rating summary then gives some examples of the suggestive material in the dialogue that players will find in the game, specifically after they share a bed with another character. Quote, the game contains some suggestive material in the dialogue, and after sharing a bed with characters, uh, as an example, this is apparently a, a line of dialogue from the game, life is a sexually transmitted disease that's 100% fatal. <laughs> oh my god Which, i know it's i i don't want to pile on the writers because it's we're it's being taken wildly out of context and it you know we don't know if that's it if it's intended to be funny in which case you know it's or if it's actually supposed to be a dead serious line in the game that we will all end oh up god. laughing at yeah but uh yes life is a sexually transmitted disease that's a hundred percent fatal another example piece of dialogue here I'm all for getting a little wild, but next time, let's try it without the jetpacks. And then talk about seeing stars. Whew, that was amazing. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. So again, we don't have the full context there. Uh, we don't know if there's like, I mean, what, 
Just <laughs> you can't even get the know, words out. <laughs> start you know, jetpack sex. Uh, Whenever someone... I'm being romantic with my wife, I have a one-liner queued up for afterwards. Right. You know. Stop! Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> This is, uh, yeah. So, you know, I don't know what to make of this. Stella, make sense of it. Please make sense of it. I mean, I don't know. I, see, at first I was like, I was like, oh, they're, they're like talking the ratings. Let's talk about violence. Like, is there going to be like, you know, limb severage and stuff? Because that's what we wanted with like Jedi Survivor and right. stuff. And then, it is awesome to chop arms off of Jedi Survivor, by the way. It, it so is good. great. The first execution took me by surprise. I was like, oh, yes. You don't need two arms. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, cool. Starfield. It's, it's like, And I, I actually just did play through Fallout a little bit, Fallout 4. And I was like, oh, yeah, so excited. And I'm thinking about the dialogue lines. I had, um, so I did Romance Hancock in Fallout 4. And it was really mm -hmm. cute. I was like, this is awesome. You know, obviously there is like the implication like when you do sleep like you sleep together or whatever i don't remember there being any like specific lines regarding like one-liner after um but i do remember like saying something like oh next time maybe like don't hog all the blankets or something like that right <laughs> like it was tame so i don't know it's, it's interesting i think this is gonna my hope for this game is coming back up and i kind of hate that because like i like to temper expectations you know <laughs> but i mean I I'm with I I am so like this just gave me a good laugh. It didn't really affect my hype level, but I'm I am so excited for this video game. Yeah, I just like if it if uh, the ten I'm sure the ten months has been put to good use, mm -hmm. presumably entirely on polish. Yes, you know we did hear Phil on that X Cast interview that we talked extensively about last week that uh, Phil had said. Well, we've we we were able to get a lot of throw a lot of help at Bethesda to help polish the heck out of it. So I this game, if it is if it is the best of an Elder Scrolls or a Fallout game combined with the best of No Man's Sky, because it yeah. I mean, we all got No Man's Sky vibes from it when we had that big gameplay reveal at E3 or the showcase last year. Then, then we're talking about a video game that is going to just be incredible if it's the best of, of those things. Yeah. So this, you say this didn't do anything like particular for you. Like it just made you laugh, which, yeah. yeah so, so for me, Fallout 4, part of the charm of that was just the dialogue and just how much personality each character had. Right. And with the previous Starfield preview, what we got was just a lot of look at the mechanics. Like, hey, look right. at all these things you can do. You can talk to these people. So this just kind of gave me... A little bit more of a look into like the personality the game has so that's why it makes me feel more excited because i'm like oh you are taking some things with brevity and it's going to be really funny and, and not know. completely serious yeah because that's what we got because it was like this like you know like this stark background with that's a good silvery point. ship and i'm like okay that looks very uniform and you know with like um star exploration and such but then like this is like oh this is the personal this is the spin that they have that makes it very specific and uh personalized to like your playthrough so that makes me feel a little bit more uh happy about going through this rpg and and playing it I, i'm just picturing like my character <laughs> like the the fades to black oh. comes back up laying in a laying in bed with whether it's like a human or an alien or whatever's <laughs> going on you know sweet so we, we've all played mass effect okay yeah, yeah you're right and it's just like smoking a cigarette going i'm all for getting a little wild but next time let's try it without the jetpacks oh my god <laughs> Ryan, you it's, should do VO work. I've, I that is my dream. I, I'm, any, I will do any voice in any game. I, that is, I want to check that off my career bucket list before I either am not allowed to do this anymore or I am too old to do this anymore. I want to be in a video game as voicing something. I don't even if it's a line about. Jet I don't care. I will. <laughs> I will do anything. Okay. I, it just would be so much fun. Like I like. Our friend Elena got to be, uh, oh, excuse me, Elena, geez, that's Alana. Elena Eden, Alana Pierce. <laughs> Alana got to be in Gears of War and Greg Miller's gotten to be in stuff. Like, I want to be in something. Anyway, that's who, no one cares about me. Let's move on to what Destin thinks 
about about the ESRB uh, situation with Starfield and these these lines of uh, spicy postcoital dialogue. <laughs> Uh, that one's not so bad. Some of them are are pretty rough. So, uh... Oh, there's more that came out? Well, no, Ryan said a few of them here on the show. I guess, yeah. But we don't have the context of how they're delivered. Are they being delivered tongue-in-cheek, like, goofy style, which I imagine they are? Fallout 4 had a lot of that charm. And if there's one thing I'm not that worried about, it's the writing. Like, the Bethesda team has consistently written incredibly amazing stories in yeah. all their games. So like I'm worried about the performance or crashes or like some, some save bug that's going to bite it in the butt. I am, I'm not worried about the writing. I'm not worried about the RPG mechanics or like the cool loot that you can get. Yeah, the, so uh, for that, uh, I'm good. What do we got here? Oh, there's more here, Destin. So oh, no. the summary goes on to describe a fictional drug called Aurora that will be yeah. prominent in the game and states Starfield will feature a section with players' characters working in an illicit drug lab. See, this is... If, <laughs> you, were call, you, were, you were talking about it, Destin, but because I'm, I'm so with you. Like, Oblivion is my favorite Bethesda Game Studios game. Even mm -hmm. though Starfield is... Excuse me. Skyrim is arguably a better game mechanically okay. than Oblivion is. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the level scaling stuff that people were, you know, not always happy with and Oblivion's not, not there in Skyrim. And there's, but for me, like <clears throat> stuff like this, that the player character gets to work in an illicit drug lab. Uh, Aurora can be stolen or purchased from vendors. Using Aurora will result in a distortion effect on the screen. If there's like a whole cool like side quest thread of of like running an Aurora drug lab, like that well, that reminds me of stuff like the the Thieves Guild quest line in Oblivion, and um, there, there's just Bethesda. To your point, Destin, about about you know you said you're not worried about the writing, the the quest work in the Todd Howard games has always been really, really good. So if, if we're going to get to go do stuff like running an illicit drug lab, that sounds awesome to me. It, they've given us hints about it already. It's called Neon City. They found a fish there that had psychotropic effects and they ended up <laughs> manufacturing a drug. So it's sort of like uh, a Las Vegas where oh anything God. anything goes, right? What happens in Neon City stays on Neon City. <laughs> so I, I think your dream of running a drug lab oh my God. <laughs> could yes. come to fruition. <laughs> Congratulations, Maybe not voice Ryan. acting, but, you know, yeah. the, the dreams of running the drug lab, you that's know, right. that's, that's going to get checked off this year. We'll take care Somebody of that. Somebody clip that without the context, please. And just... <laughs> Your dream of running a drug lab. Oh, is that going to be a yeah. cold open? Well, you know, yeah. I, I do live in San Francisco, so it's not much of a Oh, my God. To, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, that's, that's another conversation. <laughs> um, all right. So we are, we are looking forward to Starfield. We have the... Starfield Direct immediately following the Xbox Showcase. June 11th, right here on IGN. We will be live with you. Uh, Miranda will be back, I promise. So the reason Miranda doesn't hate us, as far as I know, <laughs> she, has, she is, as the head of our Wikis and Guides team, as you might imagine, uh, it's been quite a rush lately, but particularly Zelda, especially being a... 100 plus hour game that is taking the entire gaming world by storm she has just not been able to uh get unchained from her desk to come do unlocked with us here so we do miss her but we should have her back next week but for the for the showcase uh we will be live with you all four of us um i think are you coming down to la yeah. for that? yes i think we're all gonna be there together on great. on set rather than having a Having one poor Destin stuck in a in a picture in picture, so we're looking. I don't forward mind. To that. It's nice. It's nice here. I got yeah, my shrimp plus in the background. Plus, he gets to wear shorts under <laughs> under. You know, right? We only see head up. Right. So like we don't <laughs> Am I wearing pants? Doesn't matter. Um, you think yeah. I'm wearing pants? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's he. He's got. It's like a Saints Row create a character. Oh my god. Over there, where looks totally normal from the waist up, but from the waist down, anything goes. Um, hey, remember Saints Row? Remember that. That was such a fun game. Well, 
was. last one not so much oh i didn't <laughs> it was fine i don't know uh it was that 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 reboot just didn't quite was get it there. fine though i don't think we're gonna be seeing another one anytime soon you yeah. might guess but um i hope i want to see that team uh go back to uh red faction that's what i want to see that team do the, the the volition crew they've been they've gone back to the saints row well and that seemingly didn't quite work out mm-hmm. let's see geomod 3.0 and see what kind of environmental destruction technology they can they can create anyway uh that brings us to so yeah join us for of course the showcase and the starfield direct right here on ign and with the unlocked crew let's do some trivia we will start uh by mentioning that it comes from trevor in vancouver island canada he has the very excellent gamer tag i think i think he's uh he's had questions make it onto the show before because this gamer tag looks familiar yeah i recognize that trevor's gamer tag is pillar of awesome Shout out to that excellent gamer tag, excellent Halo reference. And Trevor asks this. The Xbox, uh, Microsoft back in the day released exhibition discs, which included demos to showcase upcoming Xbox games. Fun fact, all those demos, would they would debut at official Xbox magazine, and then Microsoft packaged them up later and uh, put them out as these exhibition discs. The first disc came out in 2002. Which of the following demos was not included on that first Volume 1 exhibition disc? Was it Voodoo Vince demo, Panzer Dragoon Orta demo, a demo of Splinter Cell 1, or a demo of Toe Jam and Earl 3? I remember all four of these games very well from my OXM days. I really miss these, by the way. Just like little slices of games. Like, Mm. I remember... I remember playing, I know they're PlayStation games, but like uh, Eco and Final Fantasy X on those demo discs. And I bought both of those games because they give you just enough to get an idea of what to expect from the property without giving you too much. I, I really miss companies doing that. Yeah. It's just a thing of the past, though. I Yeah, and I, like, having been so close to it in the Xbox space with being on OXM and we would know, like, we would get excited when the word would come in, like, we're getting the Splinter Cell demo. I was there for that. Yeah. Like, like we're getting, and we just knew like people are gonna like we because yeah. we would we would get a build of it in the the demo build, and mm. we did we like this is and we knew like right away like Splinter Cell was gonna be. Yeah. I'm just calling out. I don't know. I'm choosing Splinter Cell because I love <laughs> Splinter Cell, but we knew right away like this game is gonna be, all this is gonna be awesome. This is gonna be huge, and then we would so look forward to. You know, we we would put the magazine to bed and then it would take like two or three weeks for it to be printed, shipped, and then you'd start seeing the forum posts from people, That's the so first few cool. people getting the magazines. Yeah. And they'd be like, the demo, the Splinter Cell demo, is the, the, it's incredible. And it was just, that was such, to your point, Destin, that was such a fun time in the Xbox yeah. space. And now, of course, just as you said, demos effectively don't exist at all. Yeah. We know there are good business reasons, more actually not business reasons, more development reasons mm-hmm. for why that doesn't happen. But anyway, <laughs> all that is to say, let's wind back the clock to 2002 and Xbox's Exhibition Disc Volume 1 that they released that was just a collection of demos. Which one of the four games that I mentioned was not included on Exhibition Volume 1. Destin, I'll go to you first here. Man, this was really tough. Uh, like, Panzer jumps out at me as a yes. Splinter Cell, yeah, because those were pretty early games, if I remember correctly. I feel like Voodoo Vince is the um, red herring because that's also the game Phil Spencer played with his son. But it was an early... So I'm going to guess Voodoo Vince. Okay. Yeah, Stella. He has a son, right? I, I was. All- I, I think. I think his daughter. I think he said. I don't know. Yeah, we might be daughter. I don't it's, remember. It's probably. You know, we're not. Might, we're not Facebook. We don't, friends, we don't know. So. Yeah, we don't. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Or whatever it is now. I don't know. I'm old. Um, I was also looking at food events, but I don't know. Maybe D. Yeah. Do you want to throw your lot in with this guy? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you D do. would have been yeah. my second guest, Stella. So I think. Yeah, I know. I think D because like I, I was like these two Panzer and Splinter Cell. They make sense to be on that. So I don't know. I I, th- I think D. Okay. 
Let me just Ryan's getting up. his phone out. I'm, I'm pulling up the score. Gotta yes. add a point. I am gonna add a point. <gasps> um, so please, please not Dustin. <laughs> the, the I have the a commanding to, lead. The way to suss this out was to be old enough like me to remember when all these games came out. Okay. Toe Jam and Earl, 2002 game. Okay. Splinter Cell, 2002 game. Okay. Plans for Dragon Orda, 2002 game. Voodoo oh. Vance, 2003. The correct Zelda. Oh. There, was, there was no demo for Voodoo Vince in 02. The game didn't hey. come out till 03. So, Destin, you're the winner this week. Dang it. Yeah. Well done. That, that, e uh, e Xbox Destin was the console that got me back in it. So, oh, like, okay. Yeah. Destin has a whole two points, which somehow <laughs> is, it is yes. May 17th. Oh, my God. And Destin's in the lead with two points. You are all embarrassing. Oh and I had a baby. Well, my wife had the baby. But... Okay. All right. We got to pick yeah. up the pace is what I'm saying. I was I'm out saying, for paternity you know? leave for like a year, it felt like. No, we had so many opportunities, but also I think there were outages yeah. and stuff. So it's true. God. No, no, no judgment here. It's uh, sometimes these questions are. Let, let me write these down so I have excuses when I lose at the end of the year. Right. Oh, oh I was God. gone for the baby. Oh, and... Okay. Ooh, uh, Miranda's our reigning champion, right? From yes. last year. Yeah, yeah she okay. won last year. I haven't She'll... won for they were both two, at three one, years. Right. Now. Miranda and I are one. Yes. One. Okay. So it was, it was Miranda who won before that. Was it you, Stella? No, I the year before? before that. I, oh, I can't remember who won. Might have been you, and then Brandon Tyrell won a couple times. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Ah, it's yes, been a while since I took one home. <laughs> All right. Um, well, that brings us to the end. Oh, I guess I should just say I should solicit some more good trivia questions. Send them in. The email address is unlocked at IGN.com. Include, of course, your question for multiple choice answers. Note the correct answer in your email. And don't forget your name and your gamer tag as well. And we'll play again next week. All right. Uh, that'll bring us now officially to the end of episode 595. I'm on Twitter at DMC Ryan. If you would like to reach out and tell me how horrible I am or how great I am, whatever the case may be, because I got some of both on last week's show, which I feel like, I feel like we had a, that means we, we had a good discussion. So we had some, plenty of people agreeing. It wasn't, people weren't mean. We had plenty of people agreeing with us last week. Plenty of people didn't agree with us. So that's good. That's the mark of a healthy discussion, I think. But anyway, that's where you can find me on Twitter. I will say this, um, tomorrow, so Thursday morning, 6 a.m., we have an exclusive extended cut of the Lords of the Fallen debut gameplay trailer that's dropping tomorrow. Uh, this is an Unreal Engine 5 game. I saw this game behind closed doors at GDC. You've all seen the the tech in action from the... the uh, Unreal, what it was that the Unreal Showcase or whatever that was called, State of Unreal. There, that's so there was the tech thing that 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 video has 1.2 million views on IGN. Like, this is one of the first like major AAA Unreal Engine five games, uh, and it's you're gonna want to see this video game. I mean, it's it it seems like it's one of the better gonna be one of the better Souls like. So check that out exclusively on IGN starting tomorrow Thursday. Stella. Yeah, you can find me everywhere at Parallax Stella. Um, I'm currently playing through Zelda, um, which I yeah. was very shocked that I actually liked, but it's mostly me just uh, messing around with building things. Uh, but I'm also now starting Jedi Survivor, so if you want to watch me play on Grandmaster Difficulty, you can do that on my Twitch channel, which I stream at like 6 p.m. Uh, PST every night. So, yeah. Plug the Twitch channel. Oh, yeah. Twitch.tv slash Parallax Stella. <laughs> Destin. Yeah, if you like reading legal documents, man, you got to check out youtube.com slash the Destin channel. Uh, I, I love it because it gives me great information to present here on Unlocked. And uh, really, I just, I read the, the court filings uh, for the most part. But so that's sort of fun. Over on IGN, it's a lot of uh, prep. Like there's the big PlayStation stream that was just announced today and uh, things like that. So... Actually, this week, my op-ed. I'm doing the op-ed this week. I'm really excited about it. So I'm on this week and next week. So you'll see those coming in the coming days. So be sure to check those out on IGN. 
and uh, cookies at LeGaryBakery.com. Excellent. Don't follow me on Twitter. I just SHIT post all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, I guess that's a good reminder, too, before we leave, that if we, we now, one of the four of us, does a weekly unlocked column on IGN mm -hmm. that's sort of uh, just put, putting some Xbox thoughts out there. So be sure to look. We actually have a column like row, a block on the homepage where you can find, it's like a fixed spot where you can find the different columns that we do. So uh, be out on the lookout for those every week. And we will see you next week for Unlocked 596 as we inch closer to both the showcase and to episode 600. Until then... I'm Ryan for Stella, Destin, and our super producer, Red. We will see you next week. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics. And sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.